0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to There's a Hack for That. This week, Erica and I are chatting with Dr. Shantae Watson, doctor of chiropractic and co-owner of Eastridge Chiropractic Company here in Highlands Ranch, Colorado. In today's conversation, we cover everything from what is chiropractic care to how our nervous system works. Did you know there's technically more than one nervous system? and ways to reduce our stress in order to interact with the world at our highest evolutionary ability. I personally have been utilizing chiropractic care in my wellness for, I don't know, close to eight years. And it has been a huge game changer, especially in the last two years with my burnout recovery and kind of reclaiming my nervous system responses. I learned so much in this episode and I hope you do too. Make sure to follow Dr. Watson at the Eastridge Chiropractic Instagram. And of course, you can, um, if you're local, you can schedule an appointment and meet and work with her on their website. All of that information is in the show notes. Remember to follow Erica and myself and, of course, the podcast Instagram please rate and review this episode, the podcast as a whole. And if you learn something or something really resonates with you from this conversation, share it. Share it with your social media. Share it with your friends. Sharing is caring. Here is our conversation with Dr. Shante Watson.
1: Hello and welcome, Shante Watson. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Well, thanks so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I love your guys' podcast, and it's such an honor to get to be a guest. Thank you so much
0: for coming to chat with us about a very important topic, and one that I don't know that we've touched on in any great detail before, but we're talking about our nervous system today, and we'll kind of get there eventually, (laughs) because (laughs) you are a chiropractor and a small business owner. And so you have lots of things I think we will hit that will be super interesting to our listeners. So let's start with that. If you would mind telling us a little bit about yourself, how you became a chiropractor, what led you to that work? I know you have some specialties, so kind of like give us the the three to five.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my name is Dr. Shantae Watson. I'm a chiropractor. I mainly specialize in perinatal, pediatric, and sports chiropractic. I became a chiropractor after a big injury that I had when I was a teenager. I was a competitive ski racer, and I had this injury where I dug my skis too deep into the snow, first run of the day, first turn of the day, and I flipped, and my skis didn't pop off. So I had a double leg break injury. I dislocated my knee, and I required 13 knee surgeries over the span of a few years to repair it. Ouch. Wow. So, <laughs> I've had
0: one, and I can't even imagine doing it a second time. My whole body just, like, <laughs> twisted.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to, like, pick up my leg and pop it back in. Anyway, it's, like, a gnarly story. But throughout that, I obviously went through the healthcare system, and the silver lining to that injury is I really fell in love with it, and I wanted to help people in the kind of way that I got help. So, Throughout a different point, I wanted to be a nutritionist, and then I wanted to be a surgeon, and then I wanted to be a PT. But my parents are both chiropractors, and I really loved their outlook on the body as a self-healing, self-he- self-regulating, self-self-regulating organism, and the way that chiropractic can help the body to heal versus the medical model of it being always the intervention that causes you to heal, and it's not not really as empowering.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. We're constantly, this it's like an underlying theme of this whole podcast. I'm sure you figured (laughs) out from listening. Yes. I have been utilizing chiropractic care in my wellness practices for about eight years, like consistently. And it's now like my go-to if I have a sinus infection or I have like anything that doesn't feel quite right. And I'm managing like a chronic back injury. It has been the most transformational Uh, physical thing that I've done for my wellness. So
1: that's awesome. I love to hear that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like, misinformation or like poor information out there. But it has, it has been a major tool of my wellness for the for, I don't know, my,
2: my awake adult life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And for me, I have a very different story from that, because I grew up with a father who was a conventional medicine surgeon and I grew up hearing that chiropractors are quacks essentially and believing that and most of the listeners know my story that you know I was grew up believing that when you're sick you go to the doctor and you do what they say and then 15 years later having to figure out my own autoimmune condition and I'm excited to talk about this topic because I'm a highly sensitive person so my nervous system has been something I've had to learn very intimately how to calm down and regulate. Regulate, Yeah. And as far as chiropractors go, I actually went to my first chiropractor session a month and a half ago now for my TMJ. And that was like an amazing experience. And it took a lot of um, like my own education going through my integrative health practitioner certification, hearing about chiropractors. And actually, they make great functional medicine practitioners because of how they operate. So it took a lot of deprogramming and relearning for me to start being like, oh, this is something that I absolutely want and need. So I'm happy to be in this world now and and learning about the benefits.
1: Yeah, I love love hearing people's stories of how they get into chiropractic because it's usually like a pain related thing. And as you learn more about it, it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of, it's stuff that like the theories have been around for like hundreds of years, but it, it feels like kind of only recently that they're starting to become more mainstream and more accepted. And it mm-hmm. seems like all of these different like functional medicine and even the way like a medical doctor talks about an injury now, it's all kind of converging. And I think it's really cool.
2: I do too. It's it's an exciting paradigm shift that's happening. I'm, I think it'll be slow going, but my yeah. hopes are that you know, before I'm done practicing as a health coach, that it's just commonplace that people want to invest in these types of functional services and there, or maybe one day they'll be covered by insurance. I don't know. That would be neat. No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so listener, uh, we're fans of chiropractic care. Certainly if you're in the Southern part of Denver, Eastridge Chiropractic is in Highlands Ranch, right?
1: Yes, correct. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you know, just pop on over, give it a shot, say hi. We have a lot of local listeners. So, yeah. 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 So I highly recommend it. And y'all are great on your socials. And, like, you really, like, show what you're doing. Like, I love the little skeleton with the little pop disc that, like, pops out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, we use that tool every day.
0: <laughs> right. But I think it's really valuable Especially speaking to millennials and younger, we love visuals. We love the proof. We love to see it moving. So I learned stuff just from your Instagram. So if you're curious, listener, and you're like, I don't know, go to their Instagram. It's great. I love all your your videos. Your reels are great.
1: Well, thank you. (laughs) So props on the business side too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: Okay. So Uh back to what we were supposed to be talking about. So tell us a little bit more about how the nervous system interacts with what you do. And then if you can kind of touch on some of the things you talked about in the presentation that I saw you recently do at the Women in Power event. I saw her presentation. And I was, immediately walked up to her and I was like, you have to do this for the podcast. <laughs>
1: Well, and I feel like we should – I had the right? most appropriate name for it. And also <laughs> I think we should
2: mention real quick that we also all met through Women in It Together. Yes, too. that's right. So it's like – cool. like yeah, Shantae and I have – We went on like a circle. walk before and hung out outside of that and then you guys met each other at an event. So it's like, again, just the universe being like, come on, you're supposed
1: to do things together. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed <laughs> to hang. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess I'll just – kind of start with like the basic breakdown of the nervous system because kind of need that background before we can talk about how chiropractic affects it. So the way I always explain it to patients when they come into the office is I take out my little spine. I call it my creepy spine in the corner because it's sometimes like just laying there. (laughs) And I take it out and I'm like, so up here is your big smart brain. So your big smart brain sits inside of the skull. And from there, it sends all of the information via the spinal cord. So your spine's number one most important job is to protect the spinal cord. And when it when the spine isn't moving properly, the spinal cord has nerves which exit between all of the vertebrae, and these nerves can't quite as efficiently communicate with the body. So as chiropractors, what we do is we help the spine to move better, which in turn allows more space for the nerves to exit and allows the brain to communicate better with the body.
0: That totally makes sense.
2: <laughs> That's <sounds> really important. <laughs> I want my brain to connect to my body yeah. very well.
1: So you have two different kinds of nervous system. You have the voluntary and the involuntary nervous system. So the voluntary nervous system is what allows you to it's it's divided in motor and sensory. So it's what allows you to use your sensory system, so to look at something, to to decide you want to pick up a piece of paper, and then it allows your motor system to pick it up and to crumple it into a ball. It's also the nervous system that once you crumple that paper into a ball, it allows you to feel it, and then it allows you to feel that nasty paper cut that you get. So that's your voluntary nervous system. What The other side of the nervous system is the involuntary nervous system, and that's what happens it's what you can't control, and it's what happens in response to that paper cut. So we have, classically, we've divided the involuntary nervous system into the parasympathetic and the ner- and the sympathetic nervous system. So you've probably heard about those. Erica has talked
0: about them before.
1: <laughs> lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stress. Stress. So the thing is, there's been a new theory proposed in the last 10 years called the polyvagal theory. And it was basically proposed because the parasympathetic nervous system, which we also call the rest and digest nervous system, it is so, it it does so much. And it does so much via one nerve called the vagus nerve that they kind of looked at it and they're like, there's no way that one nerve can be touching all of these different parts of the body and doing so many different functions. It has to be more complex than this. And so that's how they came up with the idea of the polyvagal nervous system. So basically what this means is your your parasympathetic nervous system and your vagus nerve. Your vagus nerve is divided into the ventral and the dorsal root. So ventral meaning it's more towards your belly and dorsal meaning it's more towards your back. So what we've learned is that the ventral vagal nervous system, also known as the social vagus nerve, that is the most well-evolved and the newest part of the nervous system. So it's the one that as humans, as mammals, as highly evolved creatures, that's the one that we should be dipping into the most often. The next less evolved. Can I interrupt you real quick?
0: Yes. So when you say it's the newest, it's it's the newest in like evolutionary terms, it's the newest like that has been studied and identified to have a specific job. Like what do you mean when you say the newest?
1: Like the most newly evolved. Okay. So whereas like the, the second one is the sympathetic nervous system. And the last one is the dorsal vagus nerve. So that's just the in general, the parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, the dorsal vagus is also known as the reptilian side. So it's, it's responsible for the reptilian freeze. So reptiles, as we know, are, you know, one of the most basic creatures. And the sympathetic nervous system, which is the second tier of this hierarchy, that's more newly evolved. And the newest evolved is the ventral vagus or the social vagus.
0: Okay, so we're talking like evolution. This is how we're We're talking talking evolution. Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah. I was just gonna say the visual I like to give clients just to help them Grasp how important our nervous system is just in everything that we do. And you'll maybe you'll touch on just you know the sympathetic versus parasympathetic, all that stuff. But if you look at a picture of our nervous system, like at a body image, a body exhibit that they used to have, or whatever, they look there literally looks like wires running through your body. And so, the way I like to think about it, especially as a burnout recovery coach, is when someone's burnt out or stressed out and they're not able to tap into that parasympathetic healing state. You can imagine if you have all these wires running through your body and you're burning them out constantly, that's what it's like. So you want to, we want to focus on like that cooling. But I I thought that was an interesting image just to really grasp. It's like our nervous system is intric- intimately involved in everything that we do and we need balance. So it's not that you want to spend all your time in your parasympathetic nervous system. We don't want that, but you need a healthy balance of when you're activated and you're in your sympathetic, you're able to then calm down and get into your parasympathetic. And I think some of the tools you're going to talk about are probably focused on and what chiropractic does is helping us better be able to tap into that parasympathetic parasymp- state. Is that, is that right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. that that kind of euphoric, not euphoric, but like that like sense of calm or peace you I get after an adjustment?
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's
0: like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. my body like is taking a breath into its nerves. Yeah, that's not
2: how I felt after my adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> next
0: time. <laughs> well, I think I think I primarily get it because I'm getting kind of like sacral adjustments mm-hmm. going on because it's a low back injury and we do hips and all that. So maybe it's, I'm a sacral being, I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing for me, but like I really like can feel my my nervous system relaxing after an adjustment. Yeah, and well- I don't know, that's just me. That's
1: exactly what it is. It's the-, the... The vagus nerve lives right next to your C1, so the very top vertebrae in your neck. And especially after a cervical adjustment, it's been shown to increase your vagus nerve activity, so it cool. it does relax you. And the other place where the parasympathetic or vagus nerve lives is in the sacrum. That's why we call it the craniosacral nervous system. So when you have a low back sacrum adjustment. that's what we're yeah, doing.
0: <laughs> vagus nerve. Because we do cervical, we do jaw, and then we do sacral. Yep, yep. So yay, now I know what that
1: is. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess just to go back to that, just to explain this a little bit better, when you get that paper cut, you have those three different nervous systems. So you have the social vagus nerve, which we want. Then you have the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. And that's the one that we have always been taught is the one that's going to activate but it's not necessarily going to activate. It's depending on your perception of the, the event that just took place. And then the last one is the reptilian freeze. So just straight up parasympathetic. So a lot of how you manipulate your nervous system to respond more favorably is by your feelings of safety and the ability to activate your social vagus nerve. So a good response to a paper cut would be to like look at your friend in the eye and ask for a band-aid. That would be the most well-evolved, the most like humanly thing to do. But if you can't find help from somebody and social vagus just isn't doing the trick, you'll go into sympathetic nervous system, which is the classic fight or flight, and your heart rate is going to go up. You're going to start you know, sweating. Um, you're going to be running around looking for a band-aid and you know when that doesn't ha- when that doesn't fix the problem either when sympathetic nervous system doesn't work that's the second in the hierarchy the last one that's going to kick in is a reptilian freeze and you're just going to be overwhelmed you're going to pass out and classically that also means you poop your pants and we
2: <laughs> we know that's so how i solve problems
0: <laughs> oh no erica's over there she's about to poop her pants somebody give her <laughs> Give her a Band-Aid. I love a, a poop joke. I'm glad this yeah, is happening.
2: Happen. <laughs> Andy will be so proud. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and so, Shantae, what I'm hearing you say is that there is a very significant connection between mind and body. So our body doesn't simply respond because it knows what's going on it's kind of like there it's the beginning of that stress loop something happens and then depending on how we perceive that event can either send us into a tizzy which i believe is the scientific yes. term or we can be like oh like you said like let me seek support let me think about this logically like instead of being in my limbic yep. brain and reacting emotionally i can ask questions like what do i need right now yeah like what am i feeling what do i feel in my body and then there's that connection that's so important, which is why we can't just treat the look at the physical. It's like we have to look at what are the thoughts going around inside our head and what's our mindset and what's our experience as a whole.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, top down and bottom up are two different ways of dealing with us, you know, recovering from an event. So it's top down would be thinking about oh why why did that event send me into this tizzy and bottom up would being what were the things i was feeling and how can i how can i heal my body to not respond in that way to a tizzy so
2: mm. yeah it's a two-way street. i think
1: the hardest practice
0: but the easiest answer is to be really present <laughs>
1: yeah it is right and that takes practice too
0: that's that's why meditation of any of any form is helpful it's like retraining your brain to to be an observer and
2: an experience when
0: your nervous system gets
2: triggered like that yeah like yeah I'm breaking the subconscious programming and patterns that sometimes things just happen and you respond in a certain way and later you're like why did I I don't even remember like activating that response it just happened so yeah that presence and meditation can help you just start becoming the observer and seeing oh that's interesting every time someone says this thing i get really defensive and go off on an emotional rant and really what's happening is you're act like you're activating certain parts of your nervous system and sometimes you're not in control but we can start being more present and and being a a present player in what's happening
0: if you need some tips on that listener yeah go back and listen to the episode with Sandy Vo all about meditation and mindfulness practices so we've we re- like very recently covered
2: that too July 27th was when that one aired because it'll be in the past by the time this
0: <laughs> one airs but anyway so yeah go go learn about meditation and that over there that is recent. so why why is this important why, do, why should people care about not manipulating I don't know that I want to use that word but like understanding their nervous system to the point where they can con-
2: control it. Regulate. Regulate. There's the word. Shante said that uh, earlier. I was like, that was the word I was looking for. That's totally the <laughs> yeah. word.
1: Yeah. So you we want to work. We want to be interacting with our world in the most highly evolved way possible, right? So You, when would, you would hope Vegas, so. You would hope so. You'd hope. <laughs> <laughs> so when social Vegas is working properly – we're better able to relate and to connect with others. We're better able to grow and recover from both internal and internal stressors and external. So, you know, like the sore throat, we're better to recover from it better when we are better able to ask for help. And same with external stressors. So when there's something stressful going on out there, and you have social vagus nerve activated, you're more likely to find the smartest way of adapting to that stress. So it also allows you to, like we've talked about, to stay in the moment and to, to be more joyful and to stay open and curious about the world around us. So when your social vagus nerve is activated, we also know it as the rest and digest nervous system. So it encourages healthy digestion and metabolism. It improves our immune response and it allows for better rest and recuperation.
0: I think with even the amount of stress that we all have experienced and like social trauma from 2020 and however your nervous system is experiencing 2021, like some of us, myself, I'll speak for my experience, had to slow down a lot. And like, I feel like I met that part of my nervous system for maybe the first time my, as an adult throughout this last like 18 months because I was kind of put in time out, forced to rest a little more, I mean, had more time to sleep, all of those things. So I think it, I, like, feel what you're talking about. And, listener, maybe you had an experience like that, too, where you, like, had to slow down. You fought it, like, tooth and nail at the beginning, maybe, but that, like, calmness that I feel now, that I'm constantly seeking out, I prefer to, like, find myself there if I find myself with a paper cut. <laughs> Yeah. It's like that's kind of the the thing that it made me think of as you were describing it.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to point out for our wellness journeys because I was fortunate that I learned to experience that calm well before 2020, but I mean it happened because I was, you know, finally on this search through natural health and wellness to figure out my autoimmune condition and I went to my first functional medicine doctor. She was a DO. And the first thing she did was put me on a crap load of ashwagandha and omega-3s. And I took this, like, super high dose for a month. But I remember I was in Missouri. I was on a business trip, which I would have never been in a relaxed state on a business trip. Like, you're up at, like, 4 a.m. working 16 hours. And then, like, fl- like it's just, you know, I was always in zombie mode. But I remember being in the exhibit area at my event. And all of a sudden, just I would like, taken the second capsules of ashwagandha and omega-3s or whatever, and all of a sudden I just, like, it was a a flip. Like, it was like my vagus nerve flipped on, and I was in this, like, present state experiencing everything very differently, like, because on-site people come to me, like, asking questions, and I was just able to, like, be there and respond. And I remember being like, is... I was like, is this how you're supposed to feel? And then, like and it was a whole take new world? drugs? <laughs> Seriously, I felt like I was on drugs because Ashwagandha is an adapted drink, so it kinda gives you what you need. If you need to if you need some more energy, it'll help you do that. If you need to be calmed down, it helps calm the stress response. So that's what it, I believe it was doing for me. And same thing with Omega 3s, like it just helps with all that stuff. And I had also just read Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So I just learned about all the different brave brain waves, and it was this combination of things that I was like, oh, I spend all my time in high beta brain waves, and I'm constantly in my sympathetic nervous system. And then I got this experience to be in my parasympathetic, which I only usually experienced like after a yoga class. And then I was like, oh, you can do this during the day too. Like that's cool. And it it was the beginning of so many things. And then to your point, Lauren, last year in 2020, I just got to practice that even more. And Lauren and I talk about this all the time. Like yesterday I worked for like seven hours and I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Like I don't, I'm not used to spending that time in like go, go, go mode. And it's just, you know, we live by contrast. So I'm so happy to know the difference, but I think that's a big distinction. I know for my clients is like Sometimes I'm like, you've never even – you don't even know what it feels like to be in your parasympathetic nervous system because we spend so much time in our sympathetic nervous system. And it's like it, it's hard to get someone to like understand the difference until some, like something happens and they have to experience it themselves. But it's a powerful experience. Go get adjusted. <laughs> yeah, go get it. A- <laughs> no, I mean honestly like it's, po-
0: it's on how I met my – Vegas nerve originally like i mean I, I didn't have access to it It takes practice yeah. it's honestly like yeah. it takes practice once you're conscious of it it takes practice but you can do it but it's yeah, like if i need a quick fix ways. i'm either gonna go get adjusted or i'm gonna go have acupuncture those are the two yeah. that i'm like i'm stuck i can't get out of this like that energy that sits in your throat Shante, and like, do you
2: do you work yeah. i mean i know you work with some like babies so that you probably don't do this work with them but like with adults is that something you help people try like just you introduce them to their parasympathetic nervous system or help them build that awareness
1: yeah exactly yeah I have a few different tools that I'll use to help people get introduced to their parasympathetic nervous system but we talk about stress all the time because you know it's hard for me to like people store their stress in their muscles and in their bodies and until you address the underlying stress, it's really difficult to get a good adjustment. Your, your body's trying to protect itself. So we talk about that a lot. And especially with mm-hmm. babies, I think that's what really got me interested in the nervous system and how chiropractic influences it. Just because the nervous system has a bit more of a tight knit relationship with babies and chiropractic than it does with adults. And that's just because of their spine isn't totally developed yet. So like I talked about before, the very top vertebrae in your neck, your C1. In babies, it's bigger and their their nervous system, like their spinal cord and their nerves are smaller. So by adjusting their first vertebra in their neck, you see like even more of a parasympathetic response than you do in adults just because it lives even closer to the spine. So in babies, I, we always tell them to bring, in, bring some extra diapers and and prepare for a nap because parasympathetic nervous system usually kicks in and will they'll often poop their pants while i'm holding yes. them another poop
0: one joke. <laughs> <laughs> but what a interesting yeah. thing to ex- to expose a baby to in like an experience so what is a reason this is totally not a question we talked about before but like what is the reason that a baby would get an adjustment is there like a something that would prompt a parent to bring you a baby to work with yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like most people think of chiropractors as musculoskeletal. It's after like they get to know us that they understand that we're neuromusculoskeletal. So we work with the nervous system as well. So generally people will bring their kids in when, you know, there's they're delayed in crawling, or you notice that they're only rolling to one side or they're only latching on one side. Any restrictions in movement is usually what brings them in at first. But I also work with a lot of kids on the neural side with anxiety, with ADHD, ADD, those kind of problems. And that goes back to the parasympathetic nervous system, but this is maybe a little off topic, but we get into primitive reflexes, which is essentially reflexes that live within the brain and they exist for a certain reason. So like suckling reflex, so that way you suck a bottle or suck a nipple and rooting reflex, that way you know which direction your food is in. Those reflexes exist for a purpose. But they're also supposed to be integrated and to disappear at a certain age. And when they don't disappear, we think of it as those reflexes taking up precious real estate within the brain. So we look at how we can get rid of those reflexes, integrate them. That way, there's more space in the brain for the higher functioning things to go on, which which allows kids to have fewer behavioral issues. To With ADD, it allows them to have better attention. With anxiety, it allows them to better perceive and react to their environment. So that's another way that I work with the nervous system with kids.
0: So it's kind of almost in like the occupational therapy realm. Yeah,
1: that's it's another thing. Yeah. Occupational therapists use this physical therapists use it. But um, I just use it more from a nervous system standpoint. That's so interesting.
0: It's almost like chiropractic care could be, quote unquote, rebranded as like a nervous system, care. Yeah. Or, or and that was the original.
1: That's so interesting.
0: I've, I've been having this, you know, I've been using this tool for so long and I've never thought about it that way, but that's exactly
1: what it is. Yeah. That's like a, the original chiropractor. That's, that was his whole thing. Like DD Palmer. It was that it was our effect on the nervous system, but you know, it's way, Our effects are almost immediately with musculoskeletal stuff. So you come in with a sore neck and you leave without one. That that's kind of how we got rebranded. But it's kind of like the fun little side effects that we're also helping your nervous system to function better.
2: I really like what you said about how some of this stuff frees up space in our brain for higher functioning things. So that's so true on so many levels because – when we think of like trauma that we hold in our body or pain that we have in our body, we don't think about the fact – even if you're not consciously thinking about it every second, your body is still having to deal with that. Your brain is still having to manage that. So by alleviating this stuff through natural means or visiting Shantae or a local chiropractor, you're literally making more space in your head for things that matter. <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's neuroplasticity. Yeah. yeah. We help rewire the brain.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like so mind blown right now. I'm I love this. I love this conversation so much. Okay, so what can the people do? (laughs) Let's talk about some real tangible hacks because I know there. Aside from going to visit a chiropractor and talking to them, I I I mean go see Doctor Watson here (laughs) if you want like this type of language too because that's that's not the case for everyone. Has their own practices and different language and you know that kind of stuff. But if this is speaking to you, that's certainly a hack. They could go seek out a chiropractor and have an experience. But what are some other things we can do to lessen our stress level? Because that seems to be like a root cause that we're kind of dancing around here. And maybe you have some different tools that Eric and I haven't covered because we're constantly talking about stress management. So how can people like, what can people do to lessen their yeah, stress levels yeah. and help their nervous system exist in more equilibrium?
1: Yeah. So one of my favorite ways to start with this is to have people test it themselves. So we actually did this at the Women in Power event. We looked at the uvula. So that's the little dangly thing in the back of your throat. And the idea is the vagus, which is known as the wandering nerve, it controls so many different things. Like we talked about one of them being your uvula for some reason. And so when you open your mouth and you go, ah, 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 and you look in the back of your throat, you should see the uvula is right in the middle. And if it veers to the left or the right, that shows that you have a problem with your nervous system. So a way to help fix that would be gargling because that activates the uvula. So gargling when you're feeling really stressed or singing. And singing works because changing your tone, like going into, we call it prosodic or like melodic, something with a melody, it's more soothing. And you you can kind of think of it like a mother's voice talking to their baby it will activate the social vagus nervous system and allow you to enter a less stressed state. So that's one of my favorites. Another one is just breathing. And I know you guys talk about that all the time. So box breathing, taking three seconds to breathe in, holding it for three seconds, three seconds out, holding that for three seconds. Another way to uh, lessen your stress with breath is when you're speaking. So having longer exhales. So that means saying more words as you're in one breath. And that just helps change the rhythm of your breath, which activates the social vagus nerve. There's a few other ways that you can see how your vagus nerve is functioning. So heart rate variability is a really trendy one right now. And it's pretty cool because now a lot of people with their whoop straps or whatever other kind of straps you have can measure heart rate variability. And that shows you just the variability shows the different input of the different your different nervous system. So when your heart rate goes up that's your sympathetic nervous system kicking in and when your heart rate goes down that's your vagus nerve kicking in. So we want the variability because that tells that tells you that the nervous system is working properly and it's it's able to regulate each other. So having a higher heart rate variability is what we're looking for and things that have been proven to increase that are cold exposure so just when you take a shower, ending in two minutes of cold at the end or washing your face with cold water, that'll really help. And then meditation, journaling, mindset work has shown to help heart variability and chiropractic, <laughs> 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 counseling, foot massages. Those are all really great ways. Mm.
0: So would fitness activities that are or movement, I'll call it movement, is movement one of the things that can do the heart rate variability
1: yeah i mean it changes your heart rate and so it it i guess intention
0: matters uh i've learned that from erica (laughs) yeah
1: yeah but yeah the way it helps is it 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 stretches your limits so it brings your heart rate up higher and it causes your body it makes your body have to adapt to it so have to be able to regulate it better
0: and of course there's balance there with with the fitness and the and the movement but those are all amazing. I guess movement could also be dancing. Dance parties. That's, that's one of the ways that I find it.
1: Yeah. Sing along dance parties.
0: Sing along dance. Well, I'm always singing. I've gotten <laughs> in a car accident because I got too into a Bruno Mars song. So oh it was a single God. car accident <laughs> with a curb. It's fine. Everyone chill out. <laughs> so this is awesome. Where can the people find you? And then I will ask you the question we ask all of our guests. Where can the people find you on socials or online?
1: Yeah, so our Instagram handle is at Eastridge Co. Our website is eastridgechiropractic.com. We're also on Facebook. You can send us a DM, send us a message. We love chatting with people around Denver and always meeting up and going for walks. So yeah, I'd love to get in touch.
0: Awesome. We will put all of that in the show notes along with all of these hacks and I will make sure to do some kind of visual for the nervous system in our socials so that mm-hmm. we have something to look at. I know that was helpful with a Venn diagram that I recently posted, just having something visual. Mm-hmm. So here's our last question that we ask everyone. What is your current favorite life hack? Cause we feel like that's getting a little bit different answers.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a hard question and I was thinking about it all day and I was asking people, what's your life hack? And I think, The one that feels the most true to me and especially in light of this conversation is just the belief that the world is a safe place. I think that really changes the opportunities that present themselves to you and the way you respond to stress in your life. And my boyfriend, Matt, he was asking me, he's like, well, you should just talk about how if you're, if you allow opportunities to come their way, they will. And I was like, well, yeah, they will, but you have to be in the right mindset. So you have to believe that these opportunities that will come your way are safe and they're right for you. And even if there are there is risk, the world is a safe place and you will be able to take on that risk and overcome the adverse events from it. So I think just the mindset of the world is a safe place is my life hack.
2: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And to tie that back to the nervous system, it's because you talked about the reptilian brain, it's like the reason we experience trauma is because there's part of you that believes you're in danger. So for me, a, I use the uh, mantra, I am safe all the time to, just to calm my body down because it works instantly. It's like I feel that I'm activated. I put my hand on my heart and I say, I am safe and it's like you're telling that inner child, you're telling your body, you're telling your lizard brain, <laughs> your amygdala. It's like there's not, there's no war, there's no famine, everything's fine. And so I, I love that. I think that's a beautiful way to yeah. tie everything together.
1: Yeah. That's my
0: life hack. Awesome. Well, thank you. I will remind our listeners to follow Shantae and Olive. Follow the, the chiropractic instagram follow erica follow me follow the podcast please rate and review we get a lot of information and analytics and data from that and you know erica and i love some data and remember to stay stay curious. curious
1: disclaimer this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests if you disagree with any content presented herein Please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram.
0: Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by daydreamer network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week
1: for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.